Hi, I'm Quentin D'Souza, and you're listening to Get Real Wealthy. Create wealth, freedom, and security through real estate investing. Make sure to check out GetRealWealthy.com. Let's talk about illegal versus legal secondary suites. All right, so... First of all, we want to talk about what is a secondary suite? What is an accessory dwelling? Well, an accessory dwelling is usually a dwelling that's found in addition to a primary dwelling. So the primary dwelling could be a single detached house. It could be a semi-detached house, so one house beside the other. And then in the basement of that, there is another unit. Usually there is another entrance into that unit. Sometimes it's from a shared common area. Sometimes it's separate entrance from the outside going in. So the accessory dwelling unit can be in the basement. It could be an addition on the back. It can be on the top. Sometimes it could be um, an exterior building, like a pool building or a garage that has another unit, another living unit in it that's on the same lot as the building that's in addition so the type of dwelling units that are out there accessory dwelling units that are out there are are multiple they're just a lot of different ways to do it there are some units that are illegal meaning that they were created without permits they were put into a unit and it was assumed that it was okay it doesn't mean that it adheres to building code it doesn't mean that it adheres to bylaw and it doesn't mean that it adheres to fire code so you've got to be careful when you're buying illegal suites um just because it's there when you bought it doesn't mean that it's legal so you need to do a little bit of digging in order to make sure that it's legal sometimes you can have properties that are legal and non-conforming though meaning that they were built perhaps years earlier and maybe decades earlier, but uh, they don't meet all the codes of today, but they met the codes of the time, and perhaps they are grandfathered in as being legal, but they are do not conform to current building codes or they don't conform to current bylaws. Now, that being said, it's gonna require some digging in for you to be able to figure that out or not. Uh, usually if there were permits pulled, you can find them out at the town or city uh, planning office or uh, building department, whether there have been any permits pulled over the, the years of a particular property. Why I tend to stay out of illegal suites uh, or illegal units is because, well, multiple reasons. One, um, tenant can complain and shut down the unit. A neighbor could complain and shut down the unit like a former tenant could complain and shut down the unit and all of a sudden if you were depending on that income to make sure that the property is cash flowing or that you can even hold on to the asset all of a sudden you're forced to sell the asset because it no longer makes sense to you okay or it's going to cost you a lot of money per month and there are a number of times where i've seen it happen even to myself i've had a tenant who was in a unit tell me that it was an illegal unit and say they were going to call bylaw on me and they were threatening me and I said go ahead it's a legal unit they thought because there was no side-by-side parking that in that particular area you're actually allowed to park one behind the other that it was an illegal unit it was a legal unit I said go ahead it's legal better learn the bylaws before you start threatening people and that kept them quiet there are different rules that are out there that allow you to legalize a unit. Sometimes there are pieces of 
uh, legislation that allow you to grandfather in units. For example, in Ontario, if you had built a property, let's say there was an existing unit, that uh, accessory unit that was there before the 1990s, then you could legalize that unit or grandfather it in if it meets you know, a certain fire code. And every municipality is different. Just because I say that doesn't mean that it's going to apply to your area. You have to do some digging. Some municipalities will accept postal letters that were delivered or most postal mail that was delivered to another unit before the 1990s. Others will not. So it, it just depends on the municipality. You know, everybody says that they want affordable housing, and but when you get down to the municipal level, it doesn't always translate well because of whatever reason that is. What I would love to see is that any unit can be made legal as long as it meets fire code because bylaw I think gets a little out of control when it comes to parking regulations and green space. I understand that you know there is a concern around parking but usually it ends up being more of a NIMBY issue like a not in my backyard issue versus an actual uh, issue with uh, parking problems. In any case, that's my opinion. <laughs> uh, other exceptions that you might find are like towns or cities that have a temporary way for you to legalize units. So for example, in Oshawa, Ontario, there was a time where if there was an existing unit and you could bring it up to fire code and it had the parking, you could make it a legal unit. And the process was a lot easier than going through the full process of getting permits, going through the legalization process and getting it all done. And there was a, a lot of back and forth and that has disappeared. But knowing what's going on in your municipality and your town, your city can really help you to understand whether you can add that accessory unit or not. There are some risks associated with illegal units. The way that I see it is putting an end to the unit itself can be a big risk because all of a sudden you're losing that income source. The other one is it doesn't, let's say it, it was created, but it doesn't meet fire regulations and there's a fire in the, in the unit. If your insurance provider wasn't aware that it was an illegal unit, it could cause some issues for you. So you've got to make sure that you communicate with your insurance provider around the legality of that unit. Okay, make sure that you're covered because it's not going to help to get a lower rate if you have a huge loss. Okay, you want to make sure that you have the right insurance in place and talk to your the correct insurance broker. So make sure that you have all of those pieces in place. And as a professional investor, I want to stay out of illegal units. That's the way that I like to play. And I try to stick to legal units as much as possible. Sometimes I may have a building that has an illegal unit in it. And I work to through the process to convert it to make it legal. I understand that it, there's some challenges to it, but I work through the process in order to make it legal. That's it for today. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Get Real Wealthy. Make sure that you subscribe and we'll see you on the next episode of Get Real Wealthy. Have a great one and keep building your real estate portfolio. Make sure to check out GetRealWealthy.com. Until next time, I'm Quentin D'Souza. Get out there and take action. The views and opinions expressed in this podcast are provided for information purposes only and should not be construed as an offer to buy or sell any securities or to make or consider any investment or course of action. For more information, go to GetRealWealthy.com.